The underdogs are where it's at here with DailySports.com. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at jjansen34. Obviously, you know here with the Better Baseball podcast that, um, well, we talk a lot about baseball and betting, but you know me and you know some of my other guests, Brian, uh, both Brian's that have come on. Tim is the first one not named John Jansen uh, that is not a Brian on this show. Uh, Tim, man, thanks for coming on. You, they can follow you at TKO underscore picks. Does a lot of work with me at the gambler and phillyinfluencer.com. Uh, but here joining us and helping us at windailysports.com. Uh, Tim, how, how did you do yesterday? I know you had a couple of winners. I think you were on the Mariners too yesterday. Was that you or somebody else? But I know you had some, uh, we had the Grizzlies yesterday in the NBA. I know that. Uh, yep. But yeah, how did the baseball sleep good for you yesterday? John, it was a good day for me yesterday. Yeah, like you said, I had the Mariners late. That was some pretty good plus money. And then I back, I parlayed that with, we were talking yesterday, I parlayed that with your Rangers play. So that was a nice little plus plus 195 of the Rangers and then a plus 170 of the Mariners. So that was a pretty little parlay that worked out. Did a little bit of a round-robin action yesterday over a couple sports, not just MLB, MLB, and NBA, and that was good. So it was a good night last night for me. Yeah, and I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, I'm glad. Uh, you, they, you, they call you at TKO underscore picks, the TKO – uh, the slate with Tim O'Keefe. Um, I you know made up that name, so I feel pretty proud. I feel yeah, pretty no. proud of it. Yeah, <laughs> that, the credit is a hundred percent to you. You get that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to go over the slate. And first of all, I want to start with the fact that uh, it is a just for DFS purposes, it is a thirteen game slate on the main one for DFS, which is a lot. I don't want to go straight to the ten o'clock game because that's where I want to go uh, because that's that's the real interesting one, but. Uh, I, I think where we do get into some interesting pitching matchups, I think first one that kind of jumps out to me, you know, Dodgers, Mariners, obviously Marco Gonzalez, Julio Arias, you know, I, I would lean Dodgers there and I don't expect them to lose two in a row. Row Dones coming off a no hitter. So near perfect game. I don't know what to expect there. And if it, it's anything with Joe Musgrove, I think he ended up losing that start. I'm not losing it, but he came out early uh, and the Padres did not look great in that game. So I, I don't know if I can back the White Sox, especially when it comes to anything strikeout props, because that's actually what hurt me in the Musgrove thing. But the first game I want to go to right away is the Braves and Yankees. Plus money on the Braves. Now, I don't think they're going to have Ronald Acuna Jr. So that's yeah. obviously big because he's probably the main reason why they've won seven games so far because everything else has been okay, not great. But plus money with the Braves, with the way the Yankees are playing, and the fact that uh, Jamison Talon is in, um, that guy stinks. So, I, I I mean, Braves plus money, that that's something I have to pretty much go to right away. Yeah, John, so I, I that one up, you're right. Jamison Talon, he, look, one of those top, he was a top prospect coming up, and then sadly, I know he, he did have cancer, and he's had to step away from the game for a little bit, but he has not lived up to what they expected coming out. And yeah, you're right. You're getting plus money with the Braves. I get it. No Acuna, bet, potentially best player in baseball, big factor. But that Yankees lineup hasn't been doing anything so far this year. No, Julio they actually eventually... rank bottom in the league in most things, right? Most categories. exactly, absolutely. So yeah, I'm, it's the Yankees are a bit of a mess. It's not like they have any ace pitcher right now, and you're getting plus money with the Braves, who again they're they're below 500 right now too. So they still need to pick it up themselves. The other thing I'm eyeing up in that one is I, I don't trust either of these pitchers. I like the over. I get it. No Acuna. And I, and I know that Yankees lineup has been a mess. I think this is one of those games where it's going to start to bounce back eventually. So, And it could be either of these lineups just beat up on the pitchers. I'm not going to be shocked if we have a 7-2 Braves win or if it's a little closer and maybe it's a 6-4 or something like that. I expect a little bit more of these lineups. So I like the Braves. I like the plus money there. And I'm also on the over. I think the over would be my favorite play in this game because I don't like either of these pitchers. 
And I know these lineups have not lived up to the expectations, but I, I think this is one of the spots where they can bounce at the, the bounce back. The Yankees aren't going to be terrible forever. And the Braves, yeah, they're missing Acuna. They still have a lot of depth in that lineup. I think I'm going over here. Yeah. it's not like Charlie Morton's, you know, what, what he used to be. And Correct. he's not a dominant pitcher. Uh, he can be hit. He's been hit so far this season. Uh, not a lot. He's been, he's been okay. And I think he'll be that way for the Braves for most of this season, but yeah, the, you eventually expect, you know, especially in Yankees Park, a pitcher like Charlie Morton that I think they should be able to hit. And you know what? We could probably end up looking at some splits of uh, the, the numbers that they have against Charlie Morton because I'm pretty sure they have faced them plenty of times. Absolutely. Especially, I know, in the playoffs. So um, we could probably look at some past history there. But I would say, I, I look, I think you're right. I would probably go the over in this game. Uh, maybe to be safe. And like you just said, Instead of getting the the over in the game, most of this is going to come from the Braves, right? Is this one where we just go with a maybe team total with the Braves, or are we a little bit nervous of the fact that you know the Braves don't have Ronald Acuna Jr., which obviously that that's a big blow to their lineup. It it obviously hurts, right? Because look, you have the be- you're missing the best player in baseball. I'm not going to say that that doesn't matter. I do. If you made me pick one side or the other, I think I'm with you. I think I'd go with that Braves over because again, Tyone has struggled this year, and there's still enough depth in that Braves lineup. I think I trust to put up that three and a half runs. I think I'm still my my personal favorite is I think there's going to be runs on both sides most likely. Yeah. So I probably go with the main main over, but I'm absolutely with you. I think if you're making me pick a team over, I'm with the Braves on it rather than the Yankees. Yeah, again, it was really. It, it was odd, wasn't it, to see the Yankees at four and a half and the Braves only at three and a half? That's a, I yeah. That seems a little odd. I agree with you. Look, it's look, the, the, maybe maybe the book knows something that we don't. But look, we're analyzing it from the outside and we're looking in. And I look, one, we get a lesser number on the Braves, so therefore it's easier to get. I, I'm ready to buy into that. I am. I would go Braves. If you want one side of it, I trust the Braves over three and a half more than the Yankees over four and a half. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I I just want to highlight real quick because I'm somewhat interested in, in what would be kind of a Carlos Rodon. Uh, you know, he just pitched a, a bunch of pitches and you know, complete game, no hitter. Uh, so he's going up against Zach Plesac, which Plesac's been okay. I I think I expect a little bit of a bounce back from him. I know his ERA is like over five in his first few starts, so I expect that to obviously get better. Um, is there any interest in Cleveland here? I think the biggest problem is the fact that just Cleveland's lineup stinks, and it's really hard to bet them either way. Yeah, so it's a, it's interesting, right? So Rodon, Rodon, like had I, I, it's something to say it's like a disappointing no hitter because he got so close to that perfect game. I know, like, yeah, it stinks. Barely scraping <laughs> the guy's toe. Um, and he was right there, and now he's going up against that same Cleveland Indians team, right? So he's just right back at it, and here we go. We're back here against the Indians. I, I am. My gut is telling me that Cleveland's going to wake up in this one and want to like show, hey, look, this guy just did this to us. I know the lineup doesn't have pack a lot of punch so far this year. If you, may, I think I'm leaning in because it's Cleveland lineup wants to bounce back against Carlos Rodon and Zach Plesac is a much better pitcher than what he's showing so far. Yeah, I think so. Right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm expecting that bounce back. I like Cleveland here. They're at home. That I, I like that Cleveland bounce back spot. I'm not even saying Rodon gets lit up, but he's obviously look. He's not throwing a no hitter again. He's going to no, let up a couple, yeah. some runs. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. Um, a, a pitching matchup that uh, I think some, and you know, I, I won't go, we won't go through every game of the slate, but and one of the pitching matchups I think that just is so interesting is Gallant and Castillo because you would say, hey, both talented, both good. But the thing is, Castillo's actually been kind of awful this season. Yeah. You expect that positive regression at some point. Like you said with Plesek, like you don't, you don't expect him to pitch the way that he has this season. 
it's the same thing with Castillo for me, but is this the game to bet on it? And at minus 143, like to me, that would be no. Obviously, the lineup for the Diamondbacks, this would be the spot you think Castillo would get it right. I just don't know if I'm paying that price to figure it out, so to speak. Yeah, so this was one of the games I was kind of excited for when we were like looking back yesterday. I'm like prepping for the slate before the lines all come out. And I'm saying, all right, like Luis Castillo is going to bounce back at some point. And I thought since he's been bad, I'm probably going to get the Reds discount. are at home. Yeah. I, I might get him at a discount, whether it's maybe just slight minus money or maybe going to the plus. And then you're right. I look at this line. I'm like, that's the books are really banking on him to actually show up again. I think neither of these lineups – I don't love either of these lineups over the course of the season. I'll be honest. I, I was a little bit down on the Reds coming into the year. I, I some people had them pick a win in the Central. Are they are they a kind of lineup that can be carried? They do have a couple of nice hitters, and I think they're just being carried, like guys like Nick Castellanos. Uh, yeah. That's basically the only reason why they're hitting so well. Yeah, and the other, I completely agree. They have a couple good bats, and there's not a ton of depth there. And also, the other thing we have to monitor, I know Cassianos' appeal just got declined yesterday. So is he, I have to double-check, I haven't seen. Is that, does that begin I would have to tonight? Double, I would have to double-check. I'm not sure when it begins. I think it does begin tonight, though. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I to say, I think it does. I agree. Yeah, it does I begin it tonight, does. yep. Perfect. Okay, so we have to, like, that's, now the best bat in that Reds lineup is out, and you're still having them at a minus 143 with a pitcher who obviously has a lot of talent, but has been struggling this year. Against uh, look the Diamondbacks lineup, I don't love either, but they have, that's their one of their best young arms on the mound who's had success early. I'm getting pretty good plus money on the Diamondbacks. I I'm definitely not betting the Reds. Let me say it that way. Right. I I was expecting to what like I said when we were coming into today, I thought oh this might be a good pick on the slate because I might be getting plus money the Reds at home with Castillo. That's not the case. It's the Diamondbacks that are the plus money. I'm not betting the Reds at minus 143. Too big, no juice there for especially what they their value should be. Diamondbacks, I, you know, I might back it. It's good. It's good value there. I was about to say, is it to the point now where we're getting good enough value? And take out the the variables, a full game, bullpen, all of that. If I just want to bet Gallon, isn't this the way to do it? Plus 130 on the money line. It's actually yeah. you're right. I wasn't looking to bet the Diamondbacks at all because I don't like their lineup, and uh, I, I don't think they've really been playing that well. They're six and ten this season. Uh, they got a win against Washington, five to two in their last game. Uh, but other than that, they have not been very good. Their lineup has not been great, so they have to try and out hit a lineup that's been good. But dealing without their best hitter, I think you're actually now getting enough value. I think out of the Diamondbacks and Gallon. That at plus 130, I'm taking a shot at least first five on the money line. That Gallon can cruise five innings, and I at least get, look, maybe not a complete blow-up from Luis Castillo, but maybe a couple of runs here. And you know what? It's even worth taking a shot, right, just because of how Castillo's look. Take a shot on plus 130, especially if you have a good pitcher to back in Gallon. Completely agree with you. That's a very good call out because you're right. The reason I'm looking at that is the Castillo versus Gallon matchup. And let's neutralize the bullpen. I like the way he's broke that down. The first five is probably the way to go there, especially you're getting that plus 130 juice. Now you're mainly, hopefully, just only relying on Zach Gallon rather than any Diamondbacks bullpen. So I would like to say Patrick Corbin isn't exactly what he was in that last start. Um, but the Cardinals are the perfect lineup to hit him, right? A bunch of right-handed hitters that are hitting well. Like we even saw that in Philadelphia here up close. Both of us are from Philly, by the way, if you didn't know that. WindailySports.com, uh, where you can check out uh, all the plays for today. MLB DFS picks and pivots, starting rotation, all of it for the MLB slate. And also the NHL DFS man advantage is also out right now as well. So check that out, WindailySports.com. Join the chat, WindailySports.com slash chat. Uh, but Tim, yeah, we, we saw it up close here as we're both in Philly that, you know, the, the Cardinals lineup isn't the best. We know that, but 
Uh, they have some pop and good right-handed pop. Nolan Arnato, Yadier Molina. Um, that dude looks like he's uh, he's only two or three years in his career and just getting started. <laughs> and this guy looks great. At plus 112, Adam Wainwright's scary. I, I know that. Yep. Scary. Um, doesn't obviously have the same stuff. But I think the lineup that the Cardinals have has the potential to crush Corbin, and he's looked completely off to start the season. Yep, and John, it's I think it's still early in the season where the books are giving respect to those big names like like a Patrick yeah. Corbin. He's at that minus one thirty, and he got lit up in that last start. We both agree he's better than that, but it's not like I expect everything to just click at this next start. And you, it's a great breakdown again. Cardinals right-handed bats going up against Corbin—that's not his specialty. Wainwright, Adam Wainwright is like that guy's hung on for a long time. He's he's been fun to watch over his career, but he's obviously towards the end of it. I don't trust him that much i might be looking more I, I the over in the first five is honestly as we're talking about this game i'm liking that kind of looks i think both starters could be struggling here so in the first five that over and a half at i think that's where i'd be personally leaning here i if you're making me play that game i'm with you i am taking the cardinals because i'm not giving away minus money with quarter because yeah. i think I, I can see this one going either way so therefore i'll take the plus money if you want to play a side i'm liking the over though coming out of this one yeah, the over for the full game or the over. I think he's, uh, he's sp- first five. Yeah, if, I think I'm probably playing. I, I I probably like both is the honest answer because usually you get a lot of correlation there. But if you're only doing one play, first five would be my favorite out of this out of that. Set. Yeah, and you're getting plus money out of it too, plus one hundred six. That would probably yeah. be the right one. And the total's nine and a half. That is a lot for what seems like a Cardinals and Washington game where both teams aren't really haven't been that good this season. Cardinals obviously have been better than Washington Nationals, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be an interesting one. Uh, Mets minus one twenty nine. That went down. I saw that yesterday. Uh, minus one twenty nine against the Cubs. I've been picking on the Cubs a lot, and Jake Arrieta has been so far so decent. I yeah. guess. But does that change? I know. Uh, again, we've seen what he's looked like up close and personal as of late. The two and one with Jake Arrieta on the mound with a three point one eight ERA. The pitching matchup obviously leans Taiwan Walker. It's just that whether or not you think the Mets bats, it's what what lineup you trust the most, basically. I think the pitching matchup, obviously you give the advantage to the Mets, but can you trust the Mets lineup even against Jake Arrieta to put up runs? Because I know I definitely at least don't trust the Cubs to put up too many runs on Taiwan Walker. Yep. So yeah, starting off, going back with Arietta for one second. Yes, he's had a good start to this season, but those two wins, they're both against Pittsburgh. And we know Pittsburgh's towards the oh. bottom of this league. So he, he oh. look, and I'll be honest, I did a little, like from my fantasy plays, I used him early in the season. So I'm like, you know what? He's coming home to Chicago. He'll probably start off. His first two starts are against Pittsburgh. He's done great. So in a weekly lineup, I played him. In the daily lineups, I was playing him. Awesome. Got some value out of Jake Arietta. That's not the Arietta we know. This is not 2015 when he's winning the Cy Young. He is more average to really below average out there so i'm not back i'm not ready to back arietta going into each of their lineups you're right both lineups here are questionable because it's obviously this pitching matchup's not a lights out pitching matchup and that over under is at seven and a half which is a low number so it's interesting as we're going here francisco lindor the big 340 million dollar man in the offseason has badly batting around 130 so far yeah for, not uh, been not been hitting like it. yeah yeah so and look that'll it'll turn around eventually but it's an interesting matchup here. I would, I think I'm back in the Mets. I think I'm with you because uh, I'm not back in Arietta against anyone besides Pittsburgh until he shows it over a longer period of time. Well, yeah, and look, I, I, I say the Mets lineup is doing that well. And do, I mean, do I trust him? No, 
they're seven and four this season. Yeah. Like I feel like that this this line is a little too short for a team that has a good pitcher in the mound. And by the way, it was Taiwan Walker just one of the most underappreciated, just unsung signings of the offseason? Because I saw that, and you know, it's obviously you're not signing like Marcus Stroman, who I think is good, but Taiwan Walker is like that really great, you know, put him into the to four or five spot. If you need to have him as a as a you know number three in a rotation, yep. I think he's capable. I thought that was a really just underrated signing. Not that I want to sing the praises too much of the Mets, as we have a bunch of Mets fans here at windailysports.com. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was a great signing. And he's looked yeah. apart too. Oh, completely agree. Look, I mean, like, I'll speak just for the Philly side just for a quick second. Yeah, would I rather have Taiwan Walker or Matt Moore that we're dealing with here? So trust me, I I appreciate that Mets signing out of there by Taiwan Walker. He's a guy that earlier in his career had a lot of like potential and light up stuff. And then he obviously dealt with some injury problems, but it's so far this year, he's being a quality starter for the Mets. And yeah, I'm I'm ready to back the Mets there. I think that's the that's the value they got out of having a guy like Tywin Walker to complement their real aces and Degrom, uh, Marcus Stroman, like you mentioned, when Syndergaard comes back, and then to have a guy like Walker as their four or five. That's a very good four or five. Um, so yeah, no, the Mets sign there. I'm expecting them. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing the Mets. There. I think that number's kind of deflated, if you want me to say that, because his first two starts against Pittsburgh, where everyone's like, "Oh, look at that ERA. It's pretty good." Against Pittsburgh, it's not a really RA. That's going to go back up. The Mets are super impressive with their lineup. They're better than Pittsburgh. So I, I am expecting that. Yeah. Well, I, I think most teams are better than Pittsburgh. Yeah. I would hope. I would hope the Mets are. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and, you know, it's it's weird because I feel like we're going through most games. And, you know, even if I really wanted to break down high engine Ryu minus one or three against Boston, I know Boston's been doing great, but, um, I don't know if I can back them. You know, I feel like I'm getting a nice little discount out of high engine Ryu uh, against Eduardo Rodriguez. And look, I know the Mets or the Red Sox, excuse me, are hitting and playing well and winning a lot of games, but still I would take my chance on that. But you know, there, there's a play I sort of like there Phillies giants. Uh, maybe that's the first one. I don't, I actually did kind of like the Orioles, you know, we like the diamondbacks there are all these plays. And, you know, as we keep going down, like I got to admit, I see the Rich Hill, Brad Keller thing. I think two bad pitchers. I'm going to go on a bounce back and the team that I think is just better in the Royals, at least playing better at this point, the team at home and looking for a little bit of a bounce back here. You know, I, I actually like the Royals a little bit in this one. All right, John. No, we, we it was bound to happen. I think we found our first like real disagreement here. If I'm playing this ah, there game, we go. I'm, I'm going to be back in Rich Hill. I know more experienced pitcher and this overall with the teams. Like I know the Rays, we were talking about at the beginning. Like the Rays are a bit of a question mark, right? Like the their lineup is it's tough to explain how the Rays have had such success over these past five yeah. years. And I but I expect so at the end of this season that the Rays are going to be the team that is better than Kansas City. Kansas City's playing well early on, good for them. And I think their number coming into the season was around 72 wins, 73 wins. I think they're going to be better than that. I think it could be upper 70s. I think they're still below 500 team. Tampa Bay is the better team to me. I think this is a case similar to where that Red Sox game you were just talking about, where the one team's having success early, and it's good. You want to ride the hot hand to an extent, but I think I'm ready to, hey, you know, this is going to balance out a little bit. And the Rays are playing about 500 ball. It's not that they've been really bad. So I'm going to back the experience. I'm going with Rich Hill here over Brad Keller. Um, I'm not going to say it's my favorite play of the day, but if you're making me play this game, absolutely. I'm going, I'm going Rich Hill in the experience over Brad Keller and the Royals. Yeah. I mean, I, it, his rainbow curve. Cool, man. Great yep. that you have this like really nice looking curveball and everything. Your stuff stinks. It's very, <laughs> it's, it's low velocity. It's stuff that's just ripe to get hit. 
Um, I mean, the Royals haven't done well against left-handed pitching. They do have a couple of batters that can get him, though, uh, like Whit Merrifield, Salvador Perez, both doing well to start the season, both right-handed batters, and obviously I think would be a good matchup against uh, Rich Hill. But, yeah, I, I mean, Brad Keller is where you obviously have the problems and where I have the problems here, too, with the yeah. Royals. Um, it's not, again, it's not my favorite, but I do, I do like it. I see it and I go right away, man. I kind of like betting the Royals there with Brad Keller on the mound. Minus 107. I am not a big fan of Rich Hill. And I think that this Royals lineup can bounce back and end up getting the win at home in Kansas city. And look, I don't know if anybody saw that game yesterday, but Carlos Santana in the field is like little league status at this point. I mean, dude can't field the ball. He dropped a routine yeah. pop-up. Did you see that infield pop-up? Dropped it, and then he picked it up to throw out the runner at second and launch that baby in the outfield, and it was it yeah. was glorious. It was just Carlos Santana in in all of his glory, and it was pretty amazing. Um, any play that we can back with the Rangers Angels? Um, because I know it's it's going to be a really interesting one, just because Otani's on the mound. Uh, I liked the value yesterday in the Rangers, and. A lot of big plus money bets hit, you know, and we're we're going a lot of dogs here, it looks like, too, as well. The only one I think we're going as a favorite so far is the Mets out of all teams. Yep. But is it okay to back the Rangers here again? I, you know, this this is one now I, I back off. And I, I only say that because Otani's likely not going to pitch very deep into this game, probably about four or five innings. His pitch count isn't very high. So I expect him to not go deep, and then you give it up to, to the to the Angels bullpen, and you know it gives an opportunity for the Rangers to get some hits. But I think even as we saw yesterday, and why I might just be backing away from this is because they had a six to nothing lead. The Rangers it should have been easy, and instead it wasn't. Like there's nothing easy with this team. They're a bad team for a reason. You know they're eight nine now, which is which is good, pretty good start for them. But I just I can't trust him. Uh, I'm not getting as much value at plus 170. I know Shehe Otani. That would be one I'd maybe like to to pick on here as a you know maybe getting too much value as an ace pitcher, and he just doesn't go deep enough in the games to warrant yep. that. I, I just don't know if I could back the Rangers. It's it's tough. So for me personally, I know like we just said, we both had you called it and I backed it with the Rangers' success last night. I'm a little nervous here. It's flying too close to the sun, and I, I'm not go, I'm not going back to that well. The where I'm seeing value here, and I. I agree with your point. Shohei probably does get overvalued just by name value. Everyone likes him. And he's not going to go deep into the games. Like if he goes five innings, it's kind of like, hey, that's, that's one of the good start. Ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's, as we get over the course of the season, I think that could change. I am, I'm a Shohei believer long term, but you're right. This start coming back. See, it seems like they're injury. easing him. seems like they're easing him into it. Um, Completely so, agree. Yeah. So where I'm seeing value, I think, I think the Angels are a lot better than the Rangers lineup. And I still get that show is concerned. I'm looking at minus one and a half much even money for, for uh, Anaheim here. And that's that's where I think I'm going to go because I'm, I'm not in the minus 200. I, there's too much. I'm going to be talking about this one in, on the game earlier this week. There's too much risk there. But like minus 200, you have to know certain of it. And I'm not that certain. But giving a one and a half, now I'm getting here even money. And look, could I get bit into one game? Of course, they have, but most games don't end by one run. I think that's where I'm going for my money with the Angels. And Shohei is in turn. He is. I think the Angels line is better. Yeah, I, I think minus one and a half is good. We are having a little bit of a connection issue, but uh, that's all right. Uh, 
but yeah, minus one and a half. I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm with you on the run line here. I think if, if anything, you know, I, I do think the Angels offense is going to get going a little bit. I bet against them yesterday. I thought Arihara would be a nice pitcher to maybe cruise through that lineup a few times, and he did. <laughs> but I like the run line. That's a good one. And last one I want to go to, um, and we'll just do it real quick because I think we are having a little bit of audio issues. Um, Corbin Burns, how about instead of, uh, you know, the audio, give me a little, oh, I think the audio is back. Uh, but mm-hmm. Corbin Burns, real quick, are we backing him tonight against the Padres? I know the strikeout prop is going to be interesting because the Padres don't strike out a lot. I would still, it just depends on how much value I'm getting out of it. Look, if it's an eight and a half strikeout prop and it's like minus 130 or something like that, hell no. I'm not going anywhere near it. But if it's eight and a half and I'm getting even or plus money, I'm going to take my chance on Burns to do that because he's been doing it all season. I don't care. Like, look at Jacob DeGrom in Coors Field. And I know, I think our guy Brian uh, mentioned it or Adam, which you could check out the MLB DFS picks and pivots, starting rotation articles. But, you know, Jacob DeGrom is in Coors Field and everything you expect out of Coors Field. Well, it doesn't come true when a pitcher like Jacob DeGrom's on the mound because he's just so good. Corbin Burns is that kind of pitcher. I think he's so good that even though the Padres don't strike out a lot and don't strike out a lot to right-handed pitchers, this is the kind of pitcher that it just doesn't really matter against. Now, are you going to back them knowing Chris Paddock on the mound? He's been okay to start the season. Basically, dating back to last season, after his rookie year, really has never kind of found his way again. It's been a lot of, it's been a really rocky road, I think is the best way to put it for Chris Paddock. There has been some good games, but a lot of bad in there too. And just never has looked quite as consistent as his rookie year. I think backing Burns here, look, I backed Woodruff last night because that was plus money that I thought should not have been there. At least plus 133 seemed a little ridiculous. This one, it's at about even money. Burns would be the guy to back here. Now, if you look at f- first five, I don't think you're going to get much value out of the uh, out of the the Brewers here. Yeah, money line first five minus yeah. one twenty two minus one ten. So it's not really that much value. I think full game. Why not? Right. No, I'm willing to buy it. Honestly, like when we look at the Brewers, they have the, you just had Woodruff, very good pitcher. Burns, very good pitcher. Those are two guys that really fly under the radar. I think on the national scene, you just don't hear as much love for them when you're looking through it. Going back to your Paddock point, yeah, Paddock set the world on fire when he came up as a rookie. I remember oh, you're in Dynasty amazing. Leagues. You're on di- you're in Dynasty Leagues. You're like, man, yeah. this, guy, this guy's first five starts, I'm in. Sell the farm for him. And now he's look, he's he's not terrible, but he has not been nearly what he was touted after those first couple sets. I agree. I'm liking the value there with the Brewers at minus 103, near even money. And you're right. I'll, I'm just going to take the juice overall. I get, what it's telling us is they're trusting San Diego's bullpen more than more than Milwaukee's, which I think is probably justified early on in the season from what I've seen personally. But look, the Brewers are a decent team. They're going to win some games. I'm ready to buy into them at minus 103 with Burns on the hill. They got the better pitching matchup. And their lineup, the, San Diego's got the better lineup. But it's not like it's an absolute disaster there in Milwaukee like some of the other teams. Milwaukee's yeah. a decent lineup. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. I think I'm backing the Brewers here. Nice. All right, here we go. Here's where we're going for today. I think we're mostly just backing Braves. Money line, also the over eight and a half for the Braves-Yankees game. Cleveland, I think we're going to take a shot here on Rodon, not pitching as well, you know, a yep. couple runs. And we're bound, we're basically capitalizing maybe on a Zach Plesak bounce back. The Diamondbacks, first five plus 130. Uh, I think you're actually getting the better pitcher in Gallon, and it's too high price for Luis Castillo, which bounce back against that Diamondbacks lineup, absolutely. I think that can happen, but I'm not also paying it at that price, and it's actually a good enough price for the Diamondbacks for me to take a chance on actually Luis Castillo not bouncing back. The Cardinals, 
Uh, they're plus 112, I think, on the money line. We're going to take yep. that. Actually, let's take the over five and a half out. Plus 112 against Patrick Corbin. This is one that could get out of hand a little bit quickly. Again, right-handed bats for the Cardinals looking good. I think Mets are going to take a chance on it. Minus 129 against a bad Cubs team, bad Cubs lineup. And think that Taiwan Walker is just a better pitcher in this matchup. And minus 129 is not a bad price to pay. And let's take out the Rangers. And you see there, you like the run line. Minus yep. 105, uh, one and a half favorite on the run line. I actually might have to agree with you there. Uh, what we saw from the Rangers, look, I, I bet it because I thought they would have a chance to win, and they did. Uh, but I will also admit it maybe was a little bit fluky and not great. I, I didn't like what I saw from the Rangers at all. I'm glad I cashed. Yep. I did it for a reason, plus 195. But here, the Angels seem like a good play, and I really like that one. Brewers, we're not going first five money line because you're not getting enough value, but – Minus 103 with Corbin Burns on the mound. Take your chance. I know the Brewers lineup, you know, they, they've been a little shaky to start, but they're going up against the Padres, who also haven't been that great. And the Brewers have a clear advantage in the pitching matchup. And when their lineups are basically, would you say they're about even at this point with the way both of them have played? I think the Brewers and Padres. Padres have a little bit more pop, sure. Yeah. Uh, talented players, but, you know, it's it's not been great. Uh, so I think you can back the Brewers here with Burns on the mound and, I think you're getting a little bit of value out of that. So those are no. plays for today. There are a lot, but yeah, I, I think, and I want to ask you a little bit more, just, you know, finishing thoughts with that Burns game, because that's sure. what I really like. Um, so that one for sure, uh, Brewers lineup doesn't scare you at all. You know, they can't give them any run support because that's been a little bit of a problem to begin the season. But I think just the Padres lineup is, is pretty much not even, but it's not that much better than the Brewers for me to not back the Brewers at, you know, even money. Basically. No, I'm backing you because look, I, there's, the Padres have the bigger names, right? You got Machado, you got you got Fernando Tatis Jr. Those are the two biggest names in that lineup. But Tatis Jr. has been a, a bit of a mess to start this year. Another huge yeah. contract in the offseason is not performing. And when I look at him, I, I am nervous that there's an injury there because we know he had the shoulder dislocation, I believe, earlier in the season that then they were able to fix and get back in there. And now he's he came back very quick. It went from he might be out from the for the whole season to he was only out for maybe five, six days. And he just hasn't looked like himself. The other day, making multiple errors, the batting average in the 100s. He does have two home runs, so there's a little bit of pop there. But uh, it's something seems off with him, and I feel like that's not been built in yet. They're still calling the Padres the better lineup here. And you're right, I think it's closer to even because guys like Tatis Juniors haven't stepped up for San Diego, who's supposed to be a huge part of that lineup. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm back in the Brewers. And, yeah, the lineups are a lot closer than people are thinking going into this. Yeah, and look, you know, the the thing is with the Padres, you can easily look at their splits and say, hey, they're better against right-handed pitching. You know, yeah. they don't strike out as much against right-handed pitching. You know, you look at the metrics, they're top 10 in MOBA, top 10 in runs created plus, and you can easily just go, well, the Padres then, they're going up against a right-handed pitcher. Um, they're not, like, would you be saying that if they were going up against Jacob DeGrom? Like, no, we wouldn't be no. saying that. We would easily be backing Jacob DeGrom. Well, not backing, but uh, if, you know, the Mets were any better, we would be backing them. Uh, but the Brewers were not saying that, oh, Burns is going to get lit up or not do as well because, well, the Padres, their, their lineup's just too good against right-handed pitching. Hell no. Hell no, I'm not doing that. Corbin Burns is way too good, man. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going with any of that sentiment. But the sentiment I think we both share is uh, that was a lot of fun. Great baseball talk with my guy, Tim O'Keefe. Follow him. At TKO underscore picks. He's been doing a great job making picks. Great better. Not only just NBA and uh, or not only just Major League Baseball, but NBA as well. He does a fantastic job with. I know uh, we we came up. We cooked up a nice little uh, Grizzlies play last night that ended up working out. 
Yes, we did. Went to double. You must get the money line with that too. We, I know. We were close. We we're close. We were damn. Wait, when a game gets a double OT, you know, and you were getting eight points, you know, you picked it right. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, so yeah, if you want to get those picks uh, at TKO underscore picks, does a great job for us on the gambler. But his first time at WindailySports.com, and it was a great time. That is the Better Baseball Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, ten thirty here. WindailySports.com. <laughs>